Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers, it's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to the Rational Boomer Podcast. We have some breaking news. Don't you just hate when they do that? Every news network says it. We've got breaking news coming in from Washington, D.C. They even have shows called Breaking News. Now, when you hear that breaking news, you think, oh, I'm going to hear something new. What kind of shit is happening now? But every time they tell us the breaking news, it's something we've heard 20 times before, or it's old, or whatever. They're not being honest with us here. They're not really giving us breaking news, even though they're setting it up as such. Now, maybe the reason why it annoys me so much is because I remember being a little kid, seven years old, watching the Flintstones or the Jetsons. All of a sudden, the show would stop. And there would be a slide on the TV that said, Special Report. Now, when that Special Report slide came up, you knew some shit was going down. Now, you're seven, so you don't give a damn. You're just waiting for the Flintstones to come back. But your mom and dad knew they better pay attention because something important is going to be reported. But now everything's breaking news. There is nothing that uh, is special or a scoop or whatever. Everybody's reporting it a hundred times over, and to them, that's breaking news. I'm tired of it. Anyway, since we're talking about being little kids, I wanted to make an analogy before I got into the point at hand. Now, I remember being a little kid, seven, eight, nine years old, running around the neighborhood. Now, I was actually a good kid. I was a little more timid when I was younger. I didn't really get into trouble, but I had a mischievous side like all kids do. And when you're out with your friends, you might get into some shit. You might cause some trouble or do something you shouldn't do. Now, when I came home, mom would always question me because somehow she knew I did something wrong even without being there to see me do it. I've talked about that before, how moms have a sixth sense. And, of course, I would lie and say, no, I didn't do it, or Johnny did it, or Sally did it, or whatever. I blew it off because I wanted to avoid being punished. All kids do it. And it takes forever to learn why that doesn't work. But inevitably, I would lie to my mom and tell her I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, just to save myself from being punished. But what I forgot was we had this nosy-ass neighbor who saw everything, talked to my mom on a regular basis, and she's going to tell my mom that I did exactly what I said I didn't do. I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about the short term. I was thinking about now. I didn't even consider the long term. 
So she would come and tell my mom, and my mom would be angry. And you know what? She not only would be angry about what I did, she'd be even more angry about trying to cover it up and lie to her. That was the real offense that got me in trouble. So I could have avoided a lot of things by just coming out, being honest, and say, yeah, I broke the window. She'd be mad. We'd have to deal with it. It'd be done. But instead, I got to cover it up, and now we have to deal with the window, and we have to deal with her kid being a liar and trying to cover this shit up. At some point, as you get older, you learn this, and you realize that that's a dumb move, and you change it up, and then try to be honest from there on out. You do that because you learn from your experiences. Now, you're probably saying, why are you talking about that? (laughs) I'll make the analogy here now. Today, the breaking news. (laughs) Today, the U.S. Senate voted on the January 6th Insurrection Commission Bill. And actually, they didn't vote on the bill itself. What they voted on was considering debating the bill, so then at that point they can decide to put it up for a vote. So this wasn't even the bill. This was just the opportunity to debate the tragedy that happened at the U.S. Capitol, probably the greatest tragedy at the Capitol since the Civil War. Well, in order to get that to pass, we needed all 50 Democrats to vote for it, and we did. But we also needed 10 Republicans. And the reason we need the 10 Republicans is because of that filibuster rule. You need the supermajority, which is 60, not 50. So with 50 Democratic senators, you need 10 more Republican senators. Now, as luck would have it, we got six, which is kind of strange because for the impeachment to convict Donald Trump, we had seven. But apparently Pat Toomey, Senator Pat Toomey, who probably would have voted yes on this, didn't show up. He had some personal commitments. This is a big deal, Pat. You got a job. You're getting paid big money. People are counting on you. Yeah, we all got uh, family family uh, situations. But when it's important, we have to go in regardless. And so should you, Pat. But the fact of the matter is, even if Pat had come in and voted yes, then it would be seven votes and still not enough to get this thing passed. So the Republicans have essentially blocked any further discussion and any further vote on this January 6th Insurrection Commission. Now, here's the thing. We have this insurrection. First time I've ever seen an insurrection in my lifetime, probably my dad's lifetime and my grandfather's lifetime. First time ever. But they're thinking, yeah, you know what? Let's just move on. Let's not worry about this. This is no big deal. Well, we had a commission for 9-11. That was a big deal. Not as many people died in the insurrection, but it's a little more close to home because it's our own people and it's our own U.S. capital. But now let's just let it go. Now, when they talked about Benghazi, meaning the Republicans, they thought that was serious. They thought that was important. Didn't even happen in this country. And they were trying to nail Hillary Clinton. They didn't have a commission for Benghazi, but they had eight investigations and hearings. Eight of them. 
Hillary Clinton sat down in the witness chair and testified for 11 hours. You know what they found? They found not jack shit. They found nothing. But they kept pounding on it. You can even hear them still talking about it today. Eight investigations, 11 hours of testimony, found nothing. And that's still important on their mind. But the attack on the U.S. Capitol, not so important. Not a big deal. Now, how does that make sense? Well, they probably do think it's important. But by doing what they've done, they've essentially admitted that some of their people, Donald Trump, was involved or culpable in this act of insurrection. And they're figuring, if we have this investigation, that's not going to look good for us with the uh, 2022 election. People will know what happened. It'll make us look bad. So better just to tamp it down now so we don't have to take the punishment now. Okay, well, that sounds like a good move, but it's kind of reminiscent of what I was talking about when I was a child. Yeah, I'm going to stop the pain now but I'm not thinking ahead to the future. Because, you see, even though they shut down this this commission, that doesn't mean that there aren't four to 500 legal cases currently going on now with insurrectionists. A lot of information is going to come out on those insurrectionists. People are going to be trying to cut deals, and if that means uh, flipping on... A representative or a senator who helped them along, gave them a tour, gave them information, you know, they're going to do that. I mean, these people are crying and whining already. They're not so tough anymore. They were when they had a fucking rake and they were charging the uh, U.S. Capitol with uh, thousands of other people. But now they're alone in a cell and it's sad for them. Some of them are waiting for Donald Trump to save them. Yeah, you go ahead and just keep doing that. That's never going to happen. But these people are going to have an option to flip, to turn over a bigger fish, like a Lauren Boebert, Louis Gohmert, whoever, Matt Gates. I don't know. There's a ton of the people that are supposed to have given tours the day before to these white supremacists, Trumplican pieces of shit. So the information is going to come out in legal channels. And just because they don't have a commission doesn't mean there isn't going to be an investigation. There is going to be at least one investigation through the Democrats. And as we learn from the Republicans, they can do as many as they want. Because they did eight for Benghazi, we could at least do ten <laughs> for, for the insurrection. That was a much bigger deal uh, because it was in this country. And I'm not trying to downplay Benghazi. I don't know a lot about it. I know it was a terrible incident and five people died. And that's a tragedy. I get that. But they spent so long trying to blame the Democrats and blame Hillary Clinton. And not once were they able to come up with any evidence at all to prove it. It just seemed like a waste of time. It's a tragedy. Who's... who's, uh, culpable or who's guilty of this? Well, certainly the people that did the attack, and we should take them to task. But it's not like people in the government went out and sacrificed these people. That's what they were saying, but clearly that's not what happened. Now, in this instance, we all watched on TV the whole thing. 
these people attacking the U.S. Capitol, breaking the windows, going inside, urinating and defecating all over the floors and the walls. Who came up with that idea? We're going to free America. We're going to flip the election. We're going to do this. Oh, by the way, I'm going to go shit over there, okay? (laughs) That's fucking absolutely ridiculous. What kind of animals are these people? Well, clearly they are animals. And clearly they got some inside information. You don't just break into the U.S. Capitol having never been there before, know exactly where to go to find uh, Nancy Pelosi or some of these other people or have any idea that Pence is there or where he might be. Of course they were given direction. Of course they were given information. We know they were given tours. So those people that are responsible for giving out that information and giving the tours, they will be exposed for this. Because those insurrectionists are pansies. They're going to flip on them in order to save themselves some years in jail. That's going to happen. The investigation with the Democrats is going to happen, except now it's not going to be partisan, or it's going to be partisan, not nonpartisan or bipartisan. See, that's the funny thing about this commission thing. You would think that the Republicans would prefer a bipartisan commission, so they had some control over directing this whole process. The fact of the matter is the Republican Democrats got together and negotiated a deal. The Democrats wanted one thing. The Republicans wanted some changes. Um, They made those changes. They gave them everything they wanted, sent it back, and then they said, ah, no, we're not going to do it. And that's so typical of the Republicans. They'll sit down and negotiate with you, supposedly in good faith. They'll make you make make concessions. And then when it comes down to it, they won't vote for it. So the point always is, why would you even negotiate with these people? They don't negotiate in good faith. They're not trustworthy. They're only in it for themselves. And now they're trying to cover up one of the most serious crimes on America in our history by charging the Capitol and creating an insurrection. But they don't want to talk about it. But you see how this coincides with my story about when I was a young boy? You have the problem in front of you. You try to cover it up so you don't get, so you don't get uh, punished. Now, even if these people are involved, meaning the Republicans... It would be better to take your heat now. Sacrifice those people that were the insurrectionists. Get rid of them. Take your punishment now. Get rid of the insurrectionists and try to move on. But they're too afraid of Donald Trump. They're too afraid of these crazy fucks that are in there because they're getting too much power. They're getting too much money. So now we got to cover it up so we can keep Donald Trump happy, so we can keep these crazy bastards like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, so we can keep them happy. They don't necessarily even believe the shit these clowns are saying, but they're afraid of them. And they're afraid of Donald Trump. And they're afraid of Donald Trump's base. I mean, let's be honest. That's a legitimate thing to fear. Look at Mike Pence. Mike Pence just did his, his constitutional job when it came to certifying the votes. And then next thing you know, you got people charging the gates saying that they want to hang Mike Pence. And they even have a gallows in front of the Capitol. So I understand why 
these Republicans might be afraid of these animal, uh, Trump-looking white supremacists. But it goes further than that. You see, they not only are afraid of them for their safety, but they're afraid of losing their votes. That's how little integrity they have. They don't mind if criminal and terrorist and insurrectionists vote for them as long as they get the vote. They don't care what happens to the country. They don't care what happens to the people in the Capitol. All they care is they get that vote so they get that power and they get that money. That's the kind of people who are representing you if you're a Republican. And if you continue to allow that to happen, that will just foster into an even bigger problem. Because you see, now what's going to happen with all these police investigations and trials, with all the Democratic investigations that are going on, eventually, probably well before 2022, all the information they're trying to hide right now will come out anyway. And they don't have any control over it because they don't control the legal aspect and they won't control the partisan Democratic investigations. They won't control any of it. It will all come out. And then come 2022, people are going to look at the Republicans just like my mom looked at me and said, okay, that was a bad thing you did, but I'm really more pissed off that you tried to cover it up and lie to us. You see, they're cutting their nose off to spite their face. What they should be doing is just saying, yeah, get it over with, here it is. But instead, they want to hide it. They want to delay it. And that has been really the process of everything tied to Trump. You can't see anything. Nobody can testify. You can't see the taxes. You can't see the documents. You can't do this. You can't do that. Now, when somebody does that over and over and over again, you have to believe that they're hiding something. And if they're hiding something, that should raise your antennas and say, we need to dig deeper. But the Republicans don't do that. The fact is, they know there's shit going on. They know there were some bad things that happened. They don't want to know about it. They just want to keep everything happy and get voted in and get their power back so they can continue to send money to the rich and take it from the middle class. Well, they're in a tough situation now because this will all get exposed. Information will come out. People will be accused and probably indicted from the House of Representatives and possibly the Senate that were helping these insurrectionists. And then the shit's going to hit the fan. Because not only did you do something that was treasonous and reprehensible, you lied about it. You tried to cover it up. You tried to get away with it. Now, this is going to piss people off. It's probably going to piss off Republicans. And that will be one of the first steps in the downfall of the Republican Party as a whole. I mean, when you look at what they are doing to handle this insurrectionist commission. And you hear about all the conspiracy theories they believe in. How can anybody really take the Republicans serious as a serious party? You can't. They're built on lies. That's all they do is lie. And they clearly only do things to benefit themselves, their power, their money, and their benefactors. That's all they do. So if you know that, why would you ever vote for them? 
There are people that will vote for him because dad voted for him and grandpa voted for him and I'm a Republican and the Democrats are socialist. Well, maybe so. I've never said the Democrats were above reproach. They just happen to be better than the Republicans right now. But the Democrats are doing whatever they can to clean things up right now. And when they do something that's uh, reprehensible, trust me, I'll be the first one to say it. But when it comes to this insurrectionist commission, they're trying to cover it up so they can avoid the punishment. But the punishment's still coming, and it's going to be worse. This is why I've always said, I think that come 2022, I know the Republicans think they're going to win the House. I don't think so. And I think they're going to lose a bigger margin in the Senate because of all the stuff that's coming out right now. I mean, hell, we've got a grand jury set up for Donald Trump. We know they've got his taxes. We know they interviewed Michael Cohen 10 times. We know they fired or hired a forensic accounting company to look deeply into all these documents of Donald Trump. We know they hired Mark Pomerantz, who was probably the greatest gunslinger when it comes to mob prosecution. He brought down Gotti's kid and other people. They're going full guns at this, and I know it could be, you know, the organization or other people in the organization, but you know Donald Trump is the ultimate target. They're talking about Alan Weisselberg, and now they're tying him to this inauguration thing. And we tend to forget about the inauguration thing because it's so much smaller than everything else. But Ivanka Trump is involved in that. Now it turns out Weisselberg is involved in it. And it's not surprising because Weisselberg was involved in every financial transaction when it came to the Trump organization. There was a lot of money charged that was way over the normal prices. Now the question is, where did that money go? Looks like it went into the pocket of the Trump organization, which is highly illegal. That's going to come out before 2022. We've got the state of, uh, of New York, the AG, looking at prosecuting. I'm not even sure what they're looking at, but they're sharing evidence with the uh, Manhattan District. And the whole Georgia thing we forgot about, but they've got his crime right on tape. And they aren't happy about it. So between what's going to come out about Donald Trump and the Republicans by 2022, and this Insurrection Commission, they're in some deep trouble by the time the next election comes up. While everybody's saying, yeah, the Republicans could win the House. I don't know how the fuck they see that. I don't get it. Not if everybody knows what's going on. And if if you find out that all these people not only partake or participated in this insurrection, but now they try to cover it up and hide it from you? That's going to get you votes? All these other crimes that will be exposed, that's going to get you votes? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't believe that's going to work. So it's always good to, uh, if you do, if you make a mistake, it's always good to get it out in the air right away. Get it over with. Get it done. Because every time you try to cover some things up, you just get in more trouble. And as much as I experienced that with my mom, <laughs> I can tell you after being married 37 years and in my younger days, that law applies there too. 
because your wife is is a mom, and she knows all the shit that you're doing. She knows what I'm thinking before I'm thinking it. You lie to her. You try to cover it up. She's more mad about the lie than the problem. So just spit it out. Republicans have not learned that as yet. They don't understand that. But they're going to take their beating. They just delayed the beating, and they've made the, the, the beating worse. So, you know, be careful what you ask for, because it's coming, and it's not going to be pleasant. I want to talk about one other thing, too, before we wrap things up. There is a new incident of Rus- Russian hacking in this country. Remember back a while when they had the solar winds hacking, hacked into a bunch of government agencies and was really a problem, wreaking havoc throughout the uh, country? We know Joe Biden applied some punishments to, uh, to Russia and Putin when he finally got into office. We know that anything that Russia did when Trump was in office was fine because he believed them over his own intelligence agency. He was Putin's buddy. He was beholden to Putin. That's another thing we'll probably find out, that he got a lot of money from Russia, and uh, he was compromised. And if that's the case, that's a huge problem. That's a dangerous problem. But anyway, we have this Russian hack that just happened a day or two ago. And when it happened with solar winds, it caused some problems, and now the Russian, Russian hackers have hit again. Um, And they're saying this might be the worst one in history. 150 agencies were hacked in the U.S. government. Again, it might be the same group as SolarWinds. They're not sure, but there was a similar attack some time ago. And this is a serious problem. And the reason we have this problem is because Donald Trump Let Biden get by with anything. They're buddies. They're friends. It's good to be friends with with Vladimir Putin. No, he's one of our greatest enemies in this country. Putin is not a good guy, former member of the KGB. He's kind of wily. He's kind of sly. He's not trustworthy. His own people don't even like him. But he's Trump's buddy. But by giving him that free reign that Trump gave him for four years— That caused immense damage in this country. From the meddling in the 2016 election to the meddling in 2020, Russians were right there mixing it up, making it difficult, confusing people, and it was all for the benefit of Donald Trump. Of course he loved Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin basically put him in office. Without Vladimir Putin, Donald Trump may never have been president. Fact is, he should have never been president. But with uh, the Russians' help, he got there. And they tried to do it again in 2020, and that's why Donald Trump is so pissed off. He cheated in 2020, and he still lost. He lost by 7 million votes. So he's angry about that, doesn't understand it. But the Russian hackers are at it again on our country. Now, it used to be somebody sent a missile over, bombed a ship, shot at a a fighter plane, that was an act of war. Now, I don't know if this is technically an act of war, but it certainly is as serious as 
shooting at a boat or a plane or sending a missile. Because this impacts this country's fiber, this country's infrastructure, dare I say. When those things are hacked, that causes problems that ripple throughout the country. Don't believe me? Let's talk about the oil line that was hacked by Russians. Now, I know Biden says he doesn't think it was a Russian government thing. It was just some Russian guy. But the fact of the matter is no Russian guy does anything in this country or to us without some backing or some direction by the Russians. I refuse to believe that they didn't have something to do with it. But if you wonder how big of an impact hacking our uh, our computers and our various networks can affect us, well, let's look at what happened when they did that to the uh, pipeline. They had to shut it down for some time. Prices skyrocketed. People couldn't get gas in the southeast part of the country. It was devastating for a lot of people. Now, up here in the Midwest, didn't really affect me at all. But down there, it was devastating. So when you're looking at Russians hacking into 150 government agencies, there's some serious problems there. Probably problems we'll never hear about because they're too invasive. And the government doesn't want to get us crazy about it. They're going to try to cover it up a little bit, get it fixed as quickly as possible, and downplay any damage that was done. But the fact of the matter is, it does have a huge impact on this country. Now, Joe Biden's going to be meeting up with uh, Vladimir Putin. I think it's in June or July. And it should be a different meeting than the Donald Trump-Putin meetings. First of all, it won't be just them two in a room and no information given about the conversation. There'll be other people in this room with Joe Biden. And there will be... uh, transcript or something that comes out from the talk. We will all know what happened and what was said. And Joe Biden is going to take him to task. He's going to push him a little bit. Joe Biden is the leader of the free world. He's the leader of the biggest, strongest country in the world. This other country, Russia, is causing problems in our country. If Joe Biden doesn't step up and slap this guy's hand and does something to make him pay a price, then I got a problem with Joe Biden. Because this is a serious thing. These hacks aren't like somebody hacking into your email and sending you a letter from a Nigerian prince. That's not what this is. They can disrupt things as they did with the oil pipeline. We have to be very cautious about this. This could cost this country a lot of money and a lot of trouble and a lot of pain if we allow this to happen. So this is the time we need Joe Biden to be strong and tough and push back against Vladimir Putin. After after four years of Donald Trump kneeling in front of him and taking orders. But the fact that Donald Trump did that for four years is why we're in the position now. Why we're getting these hackers hitting on us in the U.S., Something should have been done about it four years ago, and then we probably wouldn't have this problem. Much like the COVID situation. When COVID came about, had they actually done something and not gutted the team that would handle pandemics, throw out the playbook for the pandemics, and just decide to do nothing, 
we get things running wild. 550,000 people dead during the Trump administration. Don't do anything. I mean, I've said this before. That's Donald Trump's modus operandi. Donald Trump likes to look good. He likes to put on a show. But when it comes down to putting in work, uh, he's not much into that. He doesn't like that. So that's what he did with COVID. He made it look like he was doing something, but did absolutely nothing. He kept telling us, nobody's tougher on Russia. But he didn't really do anything. He didn't talk to Vladimir Putin and say, look, you got to stop this shit. Otherwise, you're going to have a big problem with us. Now, he said, all he said was, yes, sir, yes, sir, Mr. Putin, I'll do whatever you like. And that's why we're in this problem. So this hacking situation, while it's, it's not being downplayed, but it's not being touted as big as it is because of all the other shit going on, but it is important. And it does have to be rectified. And we have to trust in Joe Biden doing just that. Because we can't continue to let Russians hack into our government agencies, our oil pipelines, who knows next, maybe our water supply or, or something even more important than that. I can't imagine what it would be, but anything they could do to disrupt our lives. That's their goal. They don't want a nuclear send a nuclear missile over and decimate us. They want to cause confusion, chaos, uh, uncertainty in our government, which is exactly what they did all the time Donald Trump was in office. They did a wonderful job, and Donald Trump was a great help to them. So now we got to straighten that out, and that's yet another problem Joe Biden has to address. We have to get back the integrity of the country, stop the chaos, and stop allowing Russians to cause these problems in our country. Now, if this were a bunch of people standing around a fire and one person started trouble, you would call them a shitster. And that's exactly what Vladimir Putin is doing. We don't have to worry as much about the nuclear weapons, although they're there. It's about him stirring the shit so that we are weaker as a country. We are unaware as a country, and we're not paying attention to the other things that are happening around the world. That's what Vladimir Putin is doing. That's what Donald Trump allowed Vladimir Putin to do to this country. And now Joe Biden's got to shore this up somehow and make sure he has the upper hand on Vladimir Putin where it should be, according to the uh, pecking order of countries. Russia has nuclear weapons, but they have a shitty economy and they have a lot of things that aren't working. They're not on a par with the United States other than with nuclear weapons. Beyond that, we're superior to them and we should act as such and we should continue to push them down and push them away so that we don't have to deal with the bullshit that they want to inflict on us to bring us down to their level. Anyway, I hope you had a good week this week. We got a lot of good shit, a lot of bad shit going on. But we're just going to plow through this because we're Americans and that's what we do. We have to have confidence that we'll come out the other side just fine. And I think we're on the right track to that. There are some bad things that happen every day, but you've got to just deal with it and then move on. And keep pushing forward, hoping for the best, working for the best we got a weekend coming up, and then next week, I tell you what, I'm going to be out of town. Uh, I'm leaving town Saturday and going off till uh, 
I think Wednesday I'll be back. I'm going down to Las Vegas to meet some friends and such. And so I'll still be doing TikToks, and I'm going to record another podcast before I leave and set it up to be released on Monday probably. So we'll keep in the same level of of podcasts coming out so you're not sitting there waiting for the next one. But I want to thank you for spending time with me here on the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to ask you to subscribe. I want to ask you to pass it along to friends, neighbors, and colleagues. We want to build the numbers, and they are they are growing. It's, it's slow growing, but it's, it's growing steadily. And we want to build the numbers so that rational people have a, have a voice. The more people we have coming here, um, the more voice we have to speak some rationality. And again, I want to remind you, I really want you involved in this podcast. Feel free to ask questions. Feel free to make comments, negative or positive. It doesn't matter. If you say something negatively to me, I'm going to take it for what it is. I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to call you out. However, if you start sending me bullshit that's lies about Donald Trump, I might take that to task. Because, see, I don't have TikTok hanging over my head here telling me, oh, you can't say that, you can't say that. If you have the audacity to send me some lies or conspiracy theories about Donald Trump, I will take you to task. But I don't think those idiots are smart enough to know how to run a podcast, so I think it's just us rational people. But please do ask questions. Make comments. You can do that by going to the anchor.fm site where you can link to my podcast. And you can do a voicemail question if you like. Now, if you if you don't mind, I'll put the voicemail on the show. I won't give your name or location or anything like that. If you don't want that and you just want the question answered, I can do that. I will also take questions by email. And it's a pretty easy email to remember. It's basically rationalboomer at gmail.com. Rationalboomer at gmail.com. Send me your questions, comments, whatever. I want to incorporate them into the show because, as I've said, I'm not the Rational Boomer. I'm one of many. And all of you are just as important as me when it comes to bringing our ideas and thoughts together and building a voice that has some power in this country. All right, I'm going to get going. I will talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.